Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Coming back at you after our little holiday break that we took the last couple of weeks, but uh, we're back and ready to, to talk some sports. Sam, I know it's it was a great little break. Got a lot of bowl games uh, in that we that we watched, and a uh, few that that went our way, and a few that didn't. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the college football playoffs today. But Sam, how was your your holiday? Uh, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's, and uh, Christmas this year. I mean, fine, same old, same old. I got to watch the the Colts clinch their spot in the NFL playoffs, so that was nice. But, yeah, other than that, just same old, same old, same stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good win for the Colts. We'll definitely get into that. Uh, but first off, we're going to be talking a little bit about the college football playoff. Now, Sam, there was a lot of discussion and – um, questioning on did the college football playoff committee get it right? Did they put the correct teams in the college football playoff? And after watching the bowl games, it's some of the teams that quote unquote got snubbed. And uh, then watching the college football uh, semifinal games, I think the committee got it right. I don't know if I would have want to would have wanted to see it any other way. The only argument I think you could make here was to throw Texas A&M in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think the committee get, ended up getting the teams right, and, and it played out to be Alabama and Ohio State coming out victorious. Um, but, yeah, I think the committee got it right. I have no issues with, their, where, with where they went in the college football playoff. I mean, I don't. I don't think the issue was was the, was Ohio, with Ohio State was whether they deserve it because everybody knows they were a great team, six and zero, six and zero. Like you're undefeated. Everybody knew that they were one of the top teams in the college football playoff. It's whether they deserve to be in. It's not whether they kind of are a top tier program because they clearly showed it not only Sunday uh, on what whatever day they played. Uh, it was a Friday. Is it Friday. Uh, Friday or yeah? Because it was a Friday. Because New Year's Eve, day was on a Friday. My days, I don't know. Are all days up, are messed Sam. up right now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm with you. But but it, it's not. It's just like, did they deserve to be in it? I don't think they did. They clearly showed that they're a top tier program. I just don't know with the season that they had and the resume they had of the six and zero that they deserve to be in. Now they're a great team, and they they showed why that they could handle Clemson, but with what they had working for them with the 6-0, and with the, the COVID issues and whatnot, I don't think they deserve to be in it. Now, and, and that's why I think if they win the national championship, it's like they didn't even deserve to be in it. So, like, do they really deserve to be called national champions? I think they deserve to be in it. I mean, it was not Ohio State's choice to only play six games. Obviously, they had a few games canceled due to COVID issues. They ended up getting into the, the Big Ten Championship. But Ohio State's a good team, and they proved that against Clemson. So I don't think you can sit here and say they didn't deserve to be in because, frankly, if you put any other team in that position other than Alabama, I don't think they're beating Clemson. I just don't think they are. I think Ohio State clearly is a – I mean, they are a perennial powerhouse. They're a blue blood in college football, and the committee knows that. Cincinnati is not a blue blood in college football, and, and the committee knows that. And I think putting Ohio State in, I was perfectly fine with it. Yes, they only played six games, and Dabo can talk all he wants about how they only played six games and yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, Dabo, you couldn't beat them. 
you only had six games of film to watch and you still couldn't beat them. So don't come crying to me that they only played six games. I think Ohio State deserved to be in before they beat Clemson. I, it's, it's just I, – I don't think they did. I think it just comes down to if they wouldn't, wouldn't have been in that Big Ten championship game, I don't think that they would have been in. And the, to be frank, watching that Big Ten championship game, it did not look like oh, an Ohio State team that deserved to be in it. They were trailing in Northwestern that entire game until that fourth quarter where Trace Aaron just went off. Their best win was practically a win against an IU team that we just saw just like – get manhandled by Ole Miss, let's be frank about it. So at the end of the day, I don't think that this Ohio State team, yes, they clearly does, they clearly are a perennial powerhouse, and they, like, we, I had no issues that they could go toe-to-toe to, toe with clubs. It's, did they deserve to be in with the resume they did, with the resume they had? And they didn't really show it this season. And part, part of those COVID issues were within their program. So, I mean, it kind of is – their fault in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, just when you look at what Ohio state's done, you know, since, since 2017, they haven't lost a, a big t- title. Um, and you know, they've won every one, but two since 2014. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they got it done. I think Ryan day is a terrific head coach. Um, and Ohio state's good. Justin Fields is unreal. Um, did he work his way into the, uh, number one pick conversation, yes. Is he there as the number one pick yet? No, I think it's still Trevor Lawrence, even though he lost. And recency bias will play into that. But it is what it is. You move on at the end of the end of the day. Now, I want to talk about the teams who didn't get in, who think they got snubbed. Cincinnati, Texas A&M um, were kind of the front runners. Florida had a very long shot to get in. Um, but, but looking at, at how they performed – in, in bowl season, Sam, I think it's safe to say that the committee got it right. I mean, Cincinnati losing to Georgia in their bowl, um, I think kind of proved that, yeah, it was a close game and they won on a last-second um, field goal, but you couldn't get it done at the end of the day like you talked about all season long. So um, I, I think you got it right, and obviously Oklahoma blowing the doors off Florida in their bowl game. I, I – I, uh, um, I think that, that the committee got it right. Texas A&M did win their bowl game against North Carolina. Um, and I think Texas A&M, I would have liked to, to see them in just to see what would have happened. Um, you know, is, say they, they match them up against a Clemson or an Ohio State. But at the end of the day, the other teams that didn't get in, really, uh, I don't think we missed much. Yeah, I, I think I think Texas A&M wasn't – I think it would, if they would have been put it against Alabama as that fourth state, I think it would have – exactly what happened in Notre Dame and exactly what happened in Texas A&M um, uh, would have happened uh, this time around. I mean, let's be frank, Texas A&M, for as good as they are, they aren't to Alabama's level. That showed in their um, October 3rd matchup where Alabama just won 50 50- – 52 to 24. I think they were right. Notre Dame could only keep it as close as they could, which I, I think just proves how good Alabama is. I'm I, I think you're right that they had the number the Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame right. I still don't agree with the Ohio State decision, but I th- I think whoever you put in that number four spot is gonna lose was gonna lose to Alabama. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame continues to lose games uh, against um 
big uh, college football teams. Brian Kelly just can't seem to get it done. Same story over and over again. And uh, quite frankly, it's kind of getting boring. But uh, nevertheless, Dutter Dame will we'll try again next season. I'm sure of it. Um, what was the most exciting bowl game you watched this this bowl season, Sam? There wasn't that many due to COVID cancellations, whatever, yada, yada, yada. But there were some pretty exciting games. What was the most exciting game that you watched this uh, this bowl season? Come on, Grant. Yeah, look, look at your shirt. Do, do we do we need to go go much further than that? I mean, no, we you, don't. It, it, we exactly. are an audio podcast, Sam. So you have to tell the listeners what I am wearing in order for them to understand where you're coming from. A Ball State T-shirt. So if you don't know, Ball State got it done against a a 22nd ranked San Jose uh, State team in the Arizona Bowl. So yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty exciting. Uh, this this uh, to watch that this season. Um, obviously, our school getting it done. Um, really, we're severe underdogs, ten point underdogs, as head coach Mike New pointed out in his post game interview. They just got it done. They're a very motivated team this year, and and I thought after the the conference championship that they would lose sight and, and kind of you know go into this bowl with not as much focus as they had uh, in the past. But I was completely wrong. They went in uh, with an even more motivated attitude than they, than they went into Detroit with, and they got it done. It was nice to witness the first ever bowl win in school history. Yeah, not, not only that, I felt like that Buffalo game proved me that, they're, they're, that people saw them as underdogs, but they weren't true underdogs. You could see that talent from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball. This was just a complete team. Maybe not special teams. I should clarify that, that they're not there on special teams just yet. But other than that, they had a really solid uh, game. Tyler Stockton made some incredible adjustments that I thought just really kept this – game as far apart as it it really shouldn't have been I don't think uh San Jose State had a couple of drives there to um potentially put more points on but we got stops at the end to uh, hold them to 13 so shout out to him shout out to this entire team because that first bowl win in school history I mean it was super fun to watch I'm super glad to be able to watch uh this team yeah it was it was definitely exciting Ball State getting their first ever bowl win there's now seven teams that have appeared in bowls but have not won. And uh, I'm kind of going through this list here. Coastal Carolina is on there. But you look at the list, they get into to bowl records. Indiana, 3-10. In 3-10, in and their last bowl win was 1991. Mm-hmm. Continue. They just can't get it done, Sam. Let's talk about the Hoosiers a little bit. Had a fantastic season. Beat Penn State. Beat Wisconsin. Beat Michigan. Keep it within seven against Ohio State, potentially the national champions. You go into the Outback Bowl against a superior, a superior, inferior opponent in Ole Miss, and you can't get it done in Tampa, Florida. Um, I thought it was very disappointing for this IU football team. I think they kind of got away from what they were doing all season long, and, and the game just got away from them quicker uh, than they realized. Yeah. 
I, I think it comes down to the offense at the end of the day. Their offense just didn't look good. You kept throwing to Watt Fillier for four yards, three yards. It's not going to get it done. You had 18 catches for 81 yards. 18 catches is amazing, but when you're only getting 81 yards out of it, like it just doesn't really help you. Your rushing, your rushing attack was improved. I thought Stevie Scott did a lot of a better job than he has all season uh, on the rushing attack. So he did he did a wonderful job. But Jack Tuttle, with his shoulder injury during the game and whatnot, he just couldn't deliver to I think what Michael Penix clearly had, and that's the the uh, potential there with his arm. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was definitely uh, disappointing to see. That they that they weren't able to get it done, um, and obviously um, they're going to be back <laughs> to try to do that again next year. Um, and, and it really, you know, it, it's just you know IU football has been something you know we, we obviously watch it and follow it, but um, it's kind of been you know there. It's like okay, we have a great season now. Can we win a bowl? And I think that's going to kind of be the focus of next season is is can you win that bowl game? Um, you got to get to one first, but can you win that bowl game? I think it's going to be a big focus for, for Indiana next season. I think you're going to return a lot of players for next season, which is good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what IU can do next season. It was just a, it was a disappointing end to a fantastic season for IU. And I'm trying not to lose sight of how terrific a season it was. And it's hard. It's easy to do that uh, when you lose a bowl game. Yeah, I, I think that bowl game is just a bowl game win. It's just hanging over the IU program's head. They can get uh, back-to-back winning seasons, but if you can't clinch it off with a bowl victory, it's just like that's a really disappointing uh, end to, like you said, a really great season. Last season was even impressive, 8-5. and five. Not a lot of people uh, did think that they were going to do that. So it, you just really need to get at least one bowl game uh, win through your program's um, mind before moving on, before you can clearly establish yourself as a contender in that Big Ten. Yep, definitely for sure. Let's switch over to the NFL, Sam, real quick. Um, Wild card weekend coming up. It was a fantastic week 17. The Colts got the help they needed and won their game to secure their spot in the playoffs at 11-5. and five. Um, that Colts win against the Jaguars was good. The Bills winning against the Dolphins was even better for the Colts. Um, what, what have you seen from this Colts team? Uh, they play the first wild card game Saturday at 1 o'clock. What have you seen from this Colts team uh, that you've been impressed with thus far? And what do you, what, what do you think is going to – their strengths and their weaknesses heading into Buffalo here on Saturday? I think their weaknesses is inconsistency I've talked about. They can't play a full four quarters where they just play excellent football. Take uh, last uh, this past week's example. They came out strong, 20 to zero. And then their offense just flatlined for two, two quarters. So Jonathan Taylor had that big breakout run to kind of put the game away 28 to 14. But it's that that's clearly their weakness, playing a full four quarters. Uh, their strengths is definitely their rushing attack. You saw it last week with Jonathan Taylor, 200-plus yards. You've seen it all week, uh, whether it's Naeem Hines, Jonathan Taylor, uh, Jordan Wilkins. It's definitely a strength. Yeah, I'd say those are their two strengths, and uh, uh, one strength and their weaknesses, uh, consistency. Yeah, I got to be consistent. And, and you almost coughed up that game to the Jaguars, quite frankly. You almost did. Um, you just you got too cute. And you can't get cute against the Buffalo Bills to take advantage. It's a tough opponent. It's a really tough opponent in the Bills. Um, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be tough this weekend uh, in Buffalo. I'm not sure what the weather's gonna be on, on Saturday, but I'm sure Buffalo in January uh, won't be that pleasant uh, for the Colts. But some other games: the Ravens beat the doors off the Bengals. They're in the playoffs. Uh, when you look at Wild Card Weekend, Colts at Bills on Saturday at one o'clock. Rams at Seahawks at four forty, and Bucks at the Washington football team at 8.15. Let's talk a little bit about that NFC least, as a lot of people like to refer to it as the NFC East. Washington wins that division at 7-9. and nine. They host Tom Brady in the Buccaneers, who are trying to get to a Super Bowl and host it in Tampa. Obviously, there's a lot of hype surrounding that team. Uh, but Washington is a really good football team. They're really good on the defensive side of the ball. What it, what it, what is to make of Washington? How decent of a chance do they have against against the Buccaneers coming up on on Saturday night? I think they have a really good chance. I mean, when you when you look at the Bucks and they're really feeling themselves, everybody has them as Super Bowl contenders. But the Washington football team isn't a team to uh, sleep on. We saw it a couple weeks ago when they beat the Steelers. They just keep surprising teams after teams with. Uh, Alex Smith, who's barely on one leg at this point, essentially, and it's just wild to see him do what they have been able to do. Chase Young looks looks like a beast. They have a nice young core. I've talked about it all season, whether it's Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick. They have that uh, the, the solid four defensive line. They've got a nice core around them, and if they can just elevate their games, the, this team's – a team to watch out for. Bruce Arians uh, said it this week where it's not the uh, Dwayne Haskins team. It's Alex Smith. He's 5-1. and one. You, can't, you can't take this team for granted. No, you definitely can't. Um, and I don't think Tom Brady will. Um, you know, the fact that it's in Washington, I think, also helps uh, the football team. Now, um, it's going to be fun to watch. Sunday slate, Ravens at Titans, Bears at Saints, Browns at Steelers. The Browns will be without head coach Kevin Stefanski uh, due to a positive COVID test. Um, I, I like the Steelers. I just – I like them in the playoffs. Yeah, they've struggled as of late, um, but let's not forget that they were 11-0 and at one point this season, and I don't think that Mike Tomlin is going to let his team forget that. I like the Steelers at home. It's the Browns' first playoff appearance in what? 17 years, something like that, since 2003 or something. I like the Steelers in this one on a Sunday night showdown. I, I think, yeah, I think I like the Steelers. We saw um, this past week, even with putting in your backups, that they almost got it done against the Browns. So I think with everybody back, with Ben Roethlisberger back and starting in, without the Browns head coach, we saw uh, how how just terrible Clemson's offense looked without one of their head, with, well, without their main play caller. So, yeah, I, I think the Steelers have the edge in this one. Yeah, obviously ha not having your head coach there is huge, um, and, and it's going to be big for them. Bears and Saints, the Saints who have quietly had one of their best seasons in a while, um, are, are looking very, very good. Um, the Bears going to New Orleans, they somehow got in the playoffs. Uh, the NFC is just completely just – I don't even know, Sam. It's like – the AFC is so much better than the NFC. It's ridiculous. Um, but the, the Bears-Saints, I think, is going to be a good matchup, 440 on, on Sunday. But ultimately, I think the Saints get it done as long as Kamara can be at full strength, which we don't quite know. I think he is battling an injury, so it will be interesting to see um, what happens with, with New Orleans. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. Bears are getting hot at the right time. Saints are uh, impressive as usual. Didn't get wasn't able to get the number one seed, unfortunately for them. But I think they. Sh- I think, like you said, they have the edge in this one. I th- I like the Saints to take this one. I do as well. I think the matchup of the weekend potentially is Ravens at Titans, one o'clock on Sunday. I think that is potentially the matchup of the weekend. Obviously, it is a revenge game for Lamar Jackson uh, against the Titans, who the Titans went into Baltimore after knocking off the Patriots last season. They knocked off the Ravens, who were 14-2. and two. Um, The Titans are really, really good. The Ravens are really, really good. And the Ravens have been hot as of late. Um, they, they've, they've caught in fire as the season kind of ended. They, they were a little shaky at, at, at the, kind of the middle part of the season. But they've rattled off five straight wins, and they weren't just like close wins. They were blowouts, 38-3 against the Bengals, 27-13 against the Giants, 40-14 against the Jaguars, and the five-point win against the Browns um, a while back in November. The Ravens are really, really good, but the Titans are just – I think the Titans are a little bit better than the Ravens. Yeah. I Not think by much. I, I think we saw that in the November matchup. The Titans got it done earlier this season, so I think it's going to be much of the same. I called it uh, this past, this previous season. I said the Titans are going to make it to the Super Bowl, and I'm standing by that. I think I think even as good as the Ravens have been these past few weeks, Derrick Henry has just proven that he's going to will this team to any victory he can, and whether that's by a shanked kick or not. It's going to happen. So I think I think I like the Titans in this one. Yeah, I, I do as well. Um, and, you know, Derrick Henry is just so good. If you're going to win a Super Bowl with him, it's got to be within like the next two years. And I think this year could be the year. Ryan Tannehill is good as well. I mean, we saw it um, on uh, Sunday against the Texans. Just when you think they're going to hand it off to Derrick Henry, there goes Ryan Tannehill on, on a quarterback draw around the outside. So, um I think Ryan Tannehill is also a big factor. Don't be surprised if they come out and try to throw the ball a lot. Um, is if the Ravens kind of bite on that on that run of the of the Titans. So yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I can't wait to to watch it. Yeah, no doubt. What's your what's your matchup of the weekend besides the Colts and, and Bills? I think it's got to be Ravens and Titans. I yeah I I think it's Ravens Titans or even Rams Seahawks. I think that should be a really fun matchup to watch. I'm not saying it's going to be the most flashy matchup. It's not going to be the like the it wouldn't wouldn't be a Packers Saints matchup, but it's a a sort of I think lower tier. But both teams are about the same matchup that I think is going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a good wild card weekend. Packers and Chiefs have for the first round by and home field advantage throughout. Uh, when you look at, at Super Bowl con- uh, contenders here, Sam, if you had to pick a Super Bowl contender out of this pool of teams in the playoffs, who's playing who uh, in Tampa, Florida in February? I'm saying I'm saying Titans Seahawks. I'm, I'm rolling with my guy Russell Wilson, and I, like I said, it Titans – Super Bowl contenders, I think they have the right formula. I think they have the right uh, run-to-play action style that I think can get you in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill's playing playing uh, super great ball this time of year. I think if they can just just get their uh, their defense a little bit better, they'll have everything figured out. But I think Derrick Henry can can run his 200-yard uh, uh, to to a nice uh, Super Bowl uh, appearance. 
Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks have quietly gone 12 and 4 this season. I mean, there's not been a lot of talk about them. They've been talk of struggles. They lost to the Giants. They had some bad losses, the Cardinals in there. But you've gone 12 and 4, and at the end of the day, 12 and 4 is 12 and 4. Seahawks are a very good football team. From the NFC, my representative is going to be the Green Bay Packers. I think they are just really good. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to win the MVP. I like the Packers to make the Super Bowl. My AFC, it's really tough. I mean, there is a lot. I mean, I think you could pick any given team from the AFC and say, yes, that's a good representative for for the AFC in the Super Bowl, and they'd put up a good uh, fight against the Packers. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think it's either going to be the Bills or the Titans. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills because why not? Bills Mafia. Yeah, good reasoning. Who you got winning it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, let, let's let's have the let's get Russell Wilson another ring. Let's say the Seahawks. I'm going Packers, even though I really like it if the Saints win. Um, I don't know if they can get there. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the Saints. Seems like they always find a way to lose in the playoffs. I would say Saints or Packers, probably Packers. And I think somehow the representative from the NFC wins it after, you know, their conference has been terrible this season. But anyway, Sam, you got anything else you got to want to get to before we close out the podcast today? Uh, not really. Uh, it was, it was fun watching that Colts game in person, uh, able to get a, a, a playoff, a playoff securing win and able to watch that. Um, we were actually able to watch that Titans win on the big screen Lucas Oil. So that was, that was a super fun experience, but yeah, other than that, not really. Yeah. I was watching, um, ESPN that night and they were showing, uh, the Colts fans in the stadium watching the Titans game. And they were like showing their reactions. It was fun I was to one watch. of those. Yeah, there you go. Well, I didn't get a chance to go to a Colts game this season. Hopefully next year uh, when, uh, when hopefully everyone, all 65,000 can return and my grandma has season tickets again. So that, that, that would be another factor as well if I get to go to a Colts game. Yeah. All right, Sam, thanks for, Hopping on as normal. We got this new format. We're going to roll out every Wednesday. So we'll talk again next Wednesday. As always, for Sam Thelman, I'm Grant Kobe. Have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you after this wonderful, wonderful wildcard weekend.